Oh, what is the up, skis, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the GX WrestleCast. This is episode 72 of my weekly recap show where I go through all of the major WWE and most of the major AEW shows. There's a lot of wrestling, folks. And I give you the recap, give you the review, let you know if the shows are worth your time to go check out. We'll discuss what's going on and storylines and all that stuff and possible future matches and all that great stuff. And at the end, I will lay down my three stars of the week for my three favorite matches and we will send you on your way. So let's dive into this thing. Let's start off with, let's do some predictions. Let's start off the show a little different. Let's start off with some predictions for the Great American Bash, which is taking place uh, today, I'm recording it on Sunday, the day it's going down, uh, so you can believe me if you want to, if these are uh, before or after the show, but I have not seen it yet. So, we got match number one here, Dragon Lee, Nathan Frazier, Yulisa uh, Leon, and Valentina Ferois versus The Metaphor, Noam Dar, Aura Mensa, Jakara Jackson, and Lash Legend, eight-person mixed tag team match going Dragon Lee, Nathan Frazier, that team all the way. Though the metaphor, they're a new team, new squad. They they could put it together and shenanigans their way into a victory, but I, I don't know. I'm going to go with Nathan Frazier, Dragon Lee. Got Dirty Dom Mysterio with Rhea Ripley versus Wesley versus Mustafa Ali. Triple threat match for the NXT North American Championship. Goodness gracious. Uh, that is extremely tough to call. Uh, Dom just got the championship. They could take it off him quickly. But with Rhea out there with Dom, I don't know. I could see Dom winning this match. I mean, you got Rhea out there, so he could get a shenanigan victory. But, I mean, with freaking Wesley and Mustafa Ali, I think there's a possibility because those two have kind of been beefing. Uh, that, I mean, there could be a chance that those two are too busy fighting with each other that Dom could steal it. I'm picking Dirty Dom. Fuck it. Let's do it. We got Tiffany Stratton versus Thea Hale with the Chase U uh, in a submission match for the NXT Women's Championship. I mean, oh, I really want them to pull the trigger on Thea Hale. I think Tiffany Stratton's been an alright NXT Women's Champion so far. She's been kind of in the background. Really haven't noticed her all that much yet. I don't feel like she's gotten all that much time, honestly, but... I'm just going to go with what I what that what Daddy wants. Daddy wants Thea Hale as a champion, but I'm not 100% sure she's going to be able to pull it off. But a submission match? Like, I don't even know if Tiffany's ever done a submission, but it'll be an interesting match. Got Gallus versus The Family. A tag team match for the NXT Tag Team Championships. Now that The Family is finally a family. I don't know if that, that group of family people are going to be with them out there, but this is another tough one to call, honestly. I mean, Gallus... I, I wasn't really expecting them to be so prevalent on NXT when they got here. I'm happy that they are because I think they're fantastic. But, ah oh man, I really, really like Sticks and Tony D. But are they are they ready for championshipness? Ah, uh, it would work. Uh, they got the I love the gimmick of Tony D and everything. Fuck, I'm just gonna keep going with the heart wants. I'll I'll pick Tony D and Sticks. I feel like I'm gonna go 0 4 7 on this on this match card. Anyway. Gable Stevenson versus Baron Corbin singles match. It's going to be Gable Stevenson's, <clears throat> excuse me, Sk- Gable Stevenson's debut match, I'm guessing. I'm going to pick Gable Stevenson. I think Baron will do the job here for him. We got my boo, Roxanne. Per- Wait, that's not my boo. Never mind. The core Jade's my boo. Roxanne Perez, not my boo, versus Blair Davenport. Weapons, wild match. That could be a lot of fun. I'm, I'm, uh, 
I can I can get down with that. I like Blair, but and Roxanne, I don't know. I've never really been all the way into Roxanne. She has good moments. She has like very mediocre, just so boring, plain meat, white meat, baby face, just bleh. But this weapons thing, I, I it could be good for her. She's been getting all fired up. I'll pick Roxanne just uh, for the hopes of her. I'm not sure. Uh, I don't know what they want to do with Blair Davenport. I really like her. I would like her to have a bigger role in the company, but I think in terms of this match, I think she's going to be putting over Roxanne, so I'll pick Roxanne. And then Carmelo Hayes with Trick Williams versus Ilya Dragunov singles match for the NXT Championship. This is going to be interesting. I think Trick Williams is going to be the kind of the the mystery ingredient. I don't know what he's going to be doing. Is he going to be like so about going after Dragunov that he screws over Carmelo Hayes in some way, and that starts off like those two fighting with each other. I can see that going down, so I'm picking Dragunov, put the championship on this guy, and have Carmelo Hayes and Trick Williams like battle it out on, in the background some in a whole nother situation. I think that could be a lot of fun. So that's my, uh, what do you call it? NXT Great American Bash predictions. I'd love to hear what you guys are predicting going into the show, even though, I mean, you're, it's probably over by the time you're listening to this, but still, it's fun. Alright, and now back to the regularly scheduled programming. We are starting off with Monday Night Raw. They were in Tampa, Florida this week. You got the Judgment Day coming out to warm up the crowd for the North American champion, Dom Mysterio. Dom gets booed, as is tradition nowadays. Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn interrupt. They make fun of poor Dom Dom, just very, very unfriendly. Sami ends up talking his way into a North American championship match for later in the show. Solid opener, I mean, very, very similar to what they did last week, but it was fine. Got Becky Lynch going up against Zoe Stocks with Trish Stratus. Got a nice springboard dropkick there from Zoe, I was digging that. Trish with a cheap shot headbutt on Becky Lynch, ouch. Zoe nearly steals the victory right there, but Becky catches Starks with a manhandle slam, and Lynch earns a shot to fight Trish Stratus, oh baby. Another good match between these two, man. I'm, I'm really liking Zoe Starks and Be- Becky Lynch. They have great chemistry. Trish getting involved only, I mean, she only a little bit, but she added uh, to the sweetness of what can be when Lynch gets her hands on Trish Stratus. Oh, man, it is going to be, uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. I like this match. Seven out of ten. Got Cody Rhodes. Uh, gets a electric reception from the Tampa crowd. Cody discusses the events that took place last week. Cody says he is going to embarrass Brock Lesnar at SummerSlam. And this was a good promo right here. You're getting a thumbs up. Now we move on to the North American Championship matches. Dom Mysterio with the Judgment Day minus Finn Balor versus Sami Zayn with Kevin Owens. Judgment Day outsmart Kevin Owens, getting him kicked out from ringside. But wait, the referee ends up kicking out Judgment Day because they're just sitting there giggling and pointing at Kevin. So they get kicked out. It's a good little spot right there. Dom hits a 619, but it's not enough to put away Sammy. Zayn goes for a haluva kick. Judgment Day appear on stage, whooping Kevin Owens' ass. Dom rolls up a distracted Sammy Zayn, holds onto the tights, and Dom retains his championship over Sammy Zayn. Wow, bro. Dom looking pretty fucking good in there, using the classic Guerrero offense and the Mysterio offense. I mean, yeah, man, I'm I'm liking it. Sami Zayn working good with Dom Dom, and yeah, just a solid match overall. Backstage, Kevin Owens can't lift his arm up. Oh, no, I don't know if that's legitimate or not, but yeah, he appears to be hurt. 
Judgment Day is walking around backstage just being a bunch of jerks. They find Tazawa. They start teasing him. They find Apollo. They're teasing him, but Apollo Crews talks back. This upsets Damian Priest, and they will fight about it later on. We got Champa backstage. He tries to keep the peace with Shinsuke, but also warns him not to interfere with his match because uh, this little grouping of guys, Bronson Reed, Champa, Shinsuke, they just cannot stop fucking with each other's matches. So we go into a match. Champa versus Bronson Reed. So Bronson straight up just sits on Champa and and hits him with a scent on because why not? I mean, Bronson's a big, big boy. So uh, that's just very, very painful. Looked awful. Champa gets Big Bronson up for a white noise. That is impressive. Shinsuke strolls his way down to the ring to get a closer look. Here we go. Champa takes the bait. Bronson dives into Champa, squashes him with a tsunami, and the Big Reed wins. Because now they're calling him Big Bronson Reed. All right. I would have preferred if they call him Big Bad Bronson Reed. That's much better. This match gave me like that old school NXT vibes. Just hard hitting, lots of heavy strikes. Some better looking than others, I will I will admit. Some of those strikes weren't quite hitting their mark. Big offense, near falls, and a good performance from both men. I like this match. 7 at 10, and it was nice that Shinsuke didn't like ruin the match, so g- good for that. We got Liv Morgan versus Rhea Ripley up next. Morgan ran her mouth backstage to Rhea Ripley. This was a major mistake on Liv Morgan's part. Ripley beats the bejesus out of Liv Morgan, crushes her arm between a chair, and Morgan appears to be injured yet again. I'm not, I don't know if it's legitimate or not, but she's always injured. We got Alpha Academy. They lay down a quick promo. Maxine calls out Valhalla for a one-on-one match next week. That, that will be probably bad, but interesting. Ricochet Calls out Logan Paul now. He says he does not belong in a WWE ring. Ricochet calling Paul a super naughty word. A prick. (gasps) Oh my goodness. Challenge laid down for a match at SummerSlam. Logan, Paul appears with a sneak attack on Ricochet. It doesn't go that well. Ricochet gets the better of Logan, hitting a shooting star press on the YouTube star. Logan angry backstage. He tells Byron he will pop Ricochet's bald head next week. Nice promo right here from Ricochet, but the crowd wasn't giving him much of anything, man. Like, just kind of standing there. Crowd wasn't all that into it. Logan Paul shows up. They they obviously get more excited, but, you know, I'm feeling a little bad right here for Ricochet because the dude's awesome. We move on to Damian Priest versus Apollo Crews. Apollo gets in, like, a small minor comeback, but Priest shuts that shit down really quick. Putting him away with the choke slam for a quick W right here. Again, Damian Priest is just going to be on fire right now. He is the money in the bank holder, so he ain't going to be losing very many matches. We got Imperium. They arrive to the ring before a word is spoken. Drew McIntyre makes his arrival to the ring. He wants to do this right here, right now, whenever, whatever, however, all that stuff. Gunther does not accept this, refusing to fight in front of the disgusting Tampa Bay crowd. Ludwig (laughs) Ludwig is very upset with Drew at the disrespect shown to Gunther. Drew says he likes him, so they shall fight. And that, that was very funny. I must admit, man, Ludwig recently on the microphone has just like reached his prime. He is excellent right now. So we'll go to the match. McIntyre versus Ludwig with Imperium. Um... Graves with a fantastic Ludwig impersonation on commentary. It was actually really good. And I am a sucker for a good impersonation. So thumbs up for that. 
Drew delivering a meaty chop right in front of Gunther. How you doing? Ludwig eats a Claymore. Drew picks up the W. Uh, just a really solid, quick match. Not much going on. Those chops that uh, McIntyre was laying down, though. Oh, my God. they got That's got me excited for Gunther versus Drew at SummerSlam. Imperium immediately attacked Drew McIntyre after the bell. Matt Riddle runs down to provide virtually zero assistance. He gets his ass kicked. No problem, says Drew. He battles back. Hits a powerbomb on Gunter through the announce table. Goodness gracious, as my excitement grows for this match at SummerSlam. Oh my god. Thumbs up for this. This was awesome. We got Finn Balor and Seth Rollins. Contract signing time. Seth gets into Balor's head saying, even if Finn wins, Damien's just going to cash in on him and he's going to lose it in a minute. Oh damn, that's, uh, that's, oh shit. Finn fires back with possibly the line of the century. He says, and I quote, I'm going to scratch my seven-year itch by making you my seven-year bitch. Oh, shit, dude, that was intense. This sentence unleashes hell. Everything's going nuts. Tables flying all over the place. Chairs all over the place. There's, it's just carnage. Kevin Owens and Sammy run down for the save, but it is no use. Judgment Day absolutely destroys Seth Rollins, standing tall, leaving Seth virtually dead as the show ends. Solid Raw overall. You know, they're bringing along the storylines. I'm getting quite excited for Gunther and Drew McIntyre. That should be a lot of fun. Toss in a couple of decent matches on this show. You got a six at then for Monday Night Raw. Let's go now to NXT 2.0. Starting off the show with Dom and Rhea. They are a very, very busy couple (laughs) this week. They're all over the place. They kick off the show teasing the fans. Crowd demands that Dom Mysterio cut off his mullet. Are you crazy? No way. Wesley comes out. He is fired up demanding a rematch. Mustafa Ali makes his case. Dom Grins is grinning the whole entire time. Just that shit-eating grin. I love it. Uh, He avoids disaster as Wesley and Mustafa Ali end up fighting with each other as he and Rhea Ripley escape. Really good opening segment right here. I enjoyed this. Thumbs up. We got Tony D and Stax. They are challenged backstage by Nima and Price, so they'll fight later. We got a six-man tag team match. It is Carmelo Hayes, Trick Williams, and Ilya Dragunov versus... The Schism, so kind of uh, upcoming enemies. They're going to be tagging tonight. We'll see how that goes. Druganov accidentally, accidentally, I'm telling you, torpedoes trick into the steel steps. That's a whoopsie-daisy right there, everybody. Random masked people sneak attack Carmelo. Melo hits nothing but net to pick up the W. And tension is building between Ilya and Melo. Throw in Trick as well because he's getting annoyed. Solid tag, but Trick was taken out early in this one, so he wasn't really doing a whole lot. We got Von Wagner now with Mr. Stone versus Big Body Javi, who comes out swinging, but sadly, he is no match for a big ol' Von Wagner. He gets squashed by a big ol' slam for a quick W. The crowd demands tables. Wagner obliges the request, obliterating poor Javi with a vicious powerbomb through the announce table. And then Braun Breaker appears out of nowhere. He spears Wagner in half. Whoa, are we about to get Von Wagner versus Braun Breaker? I could get into that. That could be a lot of fun. Hopefully, if they are going to do this, I, it should be like a backstage brawl. Something with no rules, then, then I think it would be really, really good. Moving on, Trick gets into it with Ilya Druganov backstage. Druganov respectfully tells him to piss off. Melo tells Trick to chill out. So, 
They're just trying to keep the peace right now, and it's going to get messy, man. This, this is going to be a lot of fun. We got Gable Steveson makes his decision right on cue. Baron Corbin interrupts, warns Gable not to come to NXT because he is going to fail. Steveson challenges Corbin to a match at the Great American Bash, then throws Baron around with a bunch of suplexes. A solid segment right here. I mean, the crowd is really into Gable Steveson, man. Like, I can't say I've seen enough of him yet, but he's fired up. I like what he's bringing with a lot of suplexes and shit. He's a good wrestler. Yeah, not bad. We got a kendo stick match. Oh, my goodness. With my boo, my baby. Not Dana Brooke. No, no. Cora, Cora Jade, that's my boo. And she's fighting Dana Brooke. Oh, my goodness. That was a close one. Also, that Kalani Jordan is out there with Dana Brooke. Cora tossed into Booker T, and Booker T is down. He's out. He's, he's injured. Not really. He's fine. He'll get back up. He's all right. Jordan passes Brooke a pink kendo stick, and Dana goes to absolute town on my poor, innocent Cora Jade. She hits... Uh, Cora with the Swanton Bomb, and Dana Brooks picks up a victory right here. Goodness. Uh, Cora, what the fuck happened? I mean, Kendo Sticks, that's that's your business right there. You got dummied. But it was a good match, honestly. Uh, a lot of nasty Kendo shit, uh, Kendo Stick shots. I mean, Cora got her wax in, and uh, Dana Brooks smacked her back. So that was quite good. I, I like this match. That was probably the best match I've ever seen Dana Brooke in. Seven out then. We got the family... Uh, the Don and Stax versus Price and Nima. We got scripts on commentary for this one. He gets attacked by Axiom, so that's that's going on. Don puts away the newcomers with a spine buster here for the W. And yeah, I mean, I don't like Prince or uh, Price. I'm always going to call him Prince, but Price and Nima being used here as stepping stones to the Gallus match. I don't get it. Like these guys are a new tag team. They're, like, you look at them, they're both huge, they're big, muscular men, and they just kind of get put away without much problem by Don and Stax, or, like, a fine tag team, but, like, you couldn't have put another tag team in the ring right here, like, Price and Nima should be on a roll right now, winning matches, trying to establish themselves, and now I feel like the air is already out of the balloon with those guys after this loss, but we'll see how it goes. Um, but I mean, they looked okay in there, but it's just, it's not what you should be doing with a new tag team right now. We move on. It is Davenport and Perez. They have a little brawl in a convenience store. Very interesting. Perez gets the best of uh, Blair in this one. It was a good scrap. I like this. Thumbs up. We got the metaphor. Present a still sad and comatose Noam Dar with a new heritage cup. Noam Dar is rejuvenated. He is back, baby. But Nathan Frazier with the real Heritage Cup arrives with Dragon Lee, claiming that Dar's trophy is a fake. Brawl breaks out, and yeah, that's the end of that. I am sad that Noam Dar is going to be out of his little, like, sad trance or anything, but I can see him going back into it pretty soon. Solid segment right here. And now we move on to Rhea Ripley with Dom versus Lyra Valkyria. Dom takes a dive from, from Lyra for his mommy. Uh, excuse me, goodness gracious, how... Very inappropriate of me. Valkyria hits a lovely DDT and a frog splash, almost taking down the champion with that. Ripley catches Lyra with a kick midair. Riptide pins and wins. Another good performance right here from Valkyria. She's starting to grow on me here. Uh, she's starting to put together some really good consistent matches. I, f I found the match quite stiff. There were some nice stiff shots in there. Good chemistry between the two. I wouldn't mind seeing these two fight again at some point. 7.5 out of 10. Good match. We got Trick. He comes down to the ring. He is fired up. 
He calls out Dragunov, who comes right out, no problem. They start fighting. Ilya delivers a solid 718 chops and a couple of gnarly forearm smashes to the face of Trick. Carmelo comes down trying to protect Trick, taking a blow for his friend, and then Dragunov is standing tall with the championship. Possibly a sign of things to come, maybe. I'm kind of hoping. And that's the end of the show. Good go-home Raw, or not a Raw. Let's try that again. Good go-home show. Loving Rhea Ripley and Dom Mysterio being down there, kind of pulling the double duty. They're on fire. Uh, very, very excited for Druganov versus Carmelo Hayes. That's going to be dope. And I I could be sold on a Von Wagner, Braun Breaker, like backstage brawl, something crazy. That could be a ton of fun. Let's do SmackDown. Let's go to SmackDown. We'll finish off all the WWE stuff, and then we'll go over to AEW. They were in New Orleans this week. That's awesome. Uh, we're kicking off with Jay Uso and the Bloodline. They're starting the show after Roman makes his 49-minute grand entrance thing. Oh, yay, all great. Roman says he built the main event, Jay Uso, so on and so forth. Jay says he's going to beat Roman again, drops the mic, and he out of here. And a solid opener, I guess. Like, we've seen this a uh, hundred times already. We're just kind of rinsing and repeating. Uh, but it was a really good performance from Jay. He was good. Uh, Jay gets greeted backstage by Grayson Waller, who calls him Little Jay. Uso gives him a smack in the mouth, which actually made me burst out laughing. So, uh, well done. We got the U.S. Championship Invitational Finals. It is Rey Mysterio versus Santos Escobar. Escobar dives into Rey. We go to a commercial break. We come back, and Rey Mysterio is getting checked out by doctors. This, this is bad. Mysterio, they showed a replay on the on that dive there. It looked like he smacked his head back, kind of hit it on the floor, or at least whipped it back really nastily. Probably got some uh, whiplash situation going on right here. And the match is over. Uh, Rey Mysterio can't compete, and Escobar is the winner. He will face, um, what's his fucking name? <laughs> Austin Theory for the United States Championship. This is just extremely disappointing. I mean, this this happens. It's a dangerous sport. Mistakes happen. People will get hurt. It's just so devastating that it was this match. I was very, very much so looking forward to this one. And I feel like you can you can see the disappointment and the concern and just everything on Escobar's face. He tells Ray he's sorry. And like, yeah, man, just, this shit happens. Uh, it's a dangerous sport. So, yeah, it's just very, very unfortunate that it, that this happens. So, get better soon, Ray. Hope he's okay. You know, he was he was he wasn't like knocked out cold or anything. He was responsive talking with the doctors. So, you know, it could have been a lot worse. Just get better. Okay, so we move on. Hey, it's Hit Row. They're still here. They're in the ring, but they get interrupted by L.A. Knight. Yeah, you better believe it. And then we uh, we're just gonna have a little match right here. It's Ashante Diadonis versus L.A. Knight. Basically a squash match right here. Knight hits a BFT in short order to win the match. I mean, yeah. I mean, you got you got straight up hit row. They're straight up getting squashed. Whenever they're here, they suck. I hate them. But L.A. Knight still, you know, I think they just they'll just throw him out there just to make sure the crowds are still going nuts for them for him. They are. They, everyone's still going fucking crazy for L.A. Knight. Make this guy a champion. God damn it. We got Flair and Belair. Ooh, that rhymes. I like that. Flair and Belair versus Green and Deville in a tag team match. Flair and Belair argue over who should get the pin. Flair takes it in the end. She picks up the W. And yeah, I kind of like the Blair, uh, the Bianca and Charlotte using one each other, 
using one another to one-up each other throughout this match. That was pretty fun. Green and DeVille were in there. They were solid. I, I like them as a tag team, quite honestly. Flair looking a lot better in the ring. You know, I, I didn't notice any. She looks like the rust is just about all off her right now. So, good. Uh, thankfully, all that rust is getting off before SummerSlam. So, that's that's great. We move on. It is Io and Bailey backstage. They find a creepy message from Shotzi in their bag. Asuka arrives. She talks a whole bunch of words, but I I legit I just didn't understand a single word that she said, so I, I don't know what to say. We got Karrion Cross with Scarlett versus Carl Anderson. Carl Anderson doesn't want the OC to come out and be involved with this match, so he tells them to stay put. Not a great strategy there, Carl. You get absolutely put away by Karrion Cross, and Karrion Cross didn't even need Scarlett to help him. That is very rare. Woof. Not not a very awesome match right here. We move on as the main event. Jey Uso versus Grayson Waller. Roman and I think, actually, I think this might be the first in-ring match for Grayson Waller on SmackDown. So, there you go. Roman and the Bloodline arrive. They're distracting Jey Uso. Waller takes advantage for a little bit, getting in some offense. Uso puts Grayson away. Pretty, pretty simply, I think he hit a splash, possibly a super kick. Honestly, I didn't write it down, so I'm an idiot. But he picks up the W right here. Roman and Solo destroy Jey Uso with multiple spear spikes, and they stand tall, they do the Uga, and the show ends. Uh, A lot more fluffing up for the storylines for SummerSlam. Uh, The show overall, man, it was very, very meh. I mean, really sucks that Mysterio got hurt. That was probably, you know, the thing that was going to breathe a little bit of fresh life into this show. It was very... Kind of copy and paste. Not a whole lot going on with this one. 4 out of 10. I I would skip it if you haven't watched it already. Let's do AEW now. We'll go to Dynamite. And they were in Albany this week in New York. Starting off with the All-Atlantic Championship match. Orange Cassidy defending against A.R. Fox. Fox using the ring post to do a moonsault onto Orange Cassidy. I I love that when they do the running up the, the post. That's awesome. Thumbs up for that. AR Fox gets close. Orange Cat catches Fox in a crucifix pin to retain the championship yet again. Oh, man. Great performance from both guys right here. Really good pace all throughout the match. Nice near falls. And, of course, that hilarious Orange Cassidy mind games. Great match. 8 out of 10. Orange Cassidy so impressed with AR Fox. Hands him the sunglasses. Oh my goodness. AR Fox blows a fuse and breaks the sunglasses. Attacks Orange Cassidy. Darby gets involved. He gets into Fox's face. They're talking some shit. Moxley just shows up. He plants poor Orange Cassidy with a Death Rider. Just to rub it in. Holy shit, man. Um, When people break those glasses, I get upset. Uh, I would love those pair of glasses. They look good on everybody, and it, that's fucked up, AR Fox. And then just Moxley just showing up just to fucking plant his head into the ground. That's so, so Moxley. We got Don Callis continues persuading Chris Jericho to join up with him backstage. Then Jack Perry talks trash about Hook and Taz. Jerry Lynn comes out looking for a fight, but Jack ain't having it. Solid heel segment right here from Perry, but... I have to ask the question, no offense to Jerry Lynn, he's a legend, I love the guy, but do we not have anybody else back there that uh, Jack Perry can get into it with? Like, Jerry Lynn is basically retired, he doesn't really wrestle anymore, like, can we not get anybody else? Just wondering. We got Pac versus Gravity, not not like, you know, Gravity on Earth, uh, his name is Gravity, he's also Bandito's brother, apparently, that's pretty cool. Gravity with a plank splash on Pac. 
Um, I really like this because he just kind of puts the his arms to his side and he just goes like, he does a plank and he does it as a splash. I love it. It made me laugh. I like it. Pack applies the brutalizer. Gravity is forced to tap out. A pretty nice debut here for Gravity, taking one of the taking on one of the best in the business right now in Pack. Very impressive high flying, of course. Not not quite Bandito level, but very very good. Hoping they will team those two up at, at some point, Bandito and and Gravity as a tag team. <gasps> oh my God, yes, please. We got MJF and Adam Cole. They have yet another beautiful bromant backstage. Cole is reassuring Max he's not after his championship and that he cherishes their new frown, newfound friendship. Aw, that is very, very sweet. Maxwell offers Cole a AEW title shot, and then Roderick shows up. He yucks all the yum. He ruins the moment. What the hell, Roderick? Come on, man. We move on. It is swerved with, with Prince Nana versus Darby Allen and Nick Wayne. Swerved with a very cool slash impressive vault over the ropes. I mean, he did like a, a handstand front flip over the ropes and like lands on his feet. I That was just fucking awesome. Then he runs up the steps, delivers a tasty kick to Darby's face. I'm giving you a thumbs up for all that. That was dope. Allen gets Swerve in the Last Supper. Swerve gets out of it. That is, I think, the first time anyone's ever gotten out of the Last Supper. So that was wicked. Darby dives at Swerve, eats a knee to the face, and he lands very hard on the floor. Ouch. Swerve hits a Death Valley driver onto the apron. Just a fucking gnarly bump right there on Darby. Ow, again. Swerve puts away Darby with a driver for a huge victory right here. Darby, man, goodness gracious, taking tons of nasty bumps as always. Swerve was great, man. He hit, he was hitting really hard out there, moving fast, hitting some really nice moves. Good high flying. Eight and a half out of ten. This match was great. AR Fox joins in with Swerve on the beatdown, joining up with the Mogul Embassy. No! Also, boo! We got Chris Jericho. He is met by the remaining Jer- Jericho Appreciation Society members. And they are all turning their back on Chris. That, that, that's what happens, Chris. You're fucking around with Don Callis. All your friends are going to leave you. We got Britt Baker in a match against Taya Valkyria. Or no, no, what's her name? Taya Valkyrie. There you go. Miscommunication on the road to Valhalla. They just take a really awkward fall and look terrible. Uh, Taya covers for that, bashing Britt with a whole bunch of elbows. So there you go. That makes it better. Taya goes for another Valhalla thingy. Britt counters into a lockjaw for an impressive victory. Nice long match here for Britt and Taya. Some nice stiffness in that match. Taya kicking out of lots of big offense from Britt. So she was looking tough. And Britt, nice to see her in a nice long match. It's been a while. You know, she's been dealing with injury. Uh, when she's in the ring, it's usually a short, quick match. But this was good. I like this. 7 at 10. We move on to the main event. It is a three-way tag team match. Best Friends versus versus the Lucha Bros versus Moxley and Claudio. Trent turns Ray inside out with a crazy fast running kick. I swear to God, he was running like 40 kilometers an hour. He was ripping. Thumbs up. Orange comes out, knocks out Yuta. BCC and Best Friends lose focus, but not Penta. He hits a driver to pick up a huge W right here. Just a very fun out of control tag team match the first half was very very fun like there was no tags going on it was just one guy comes in does all his offense the other guy does all his offense lots of fun with that i had a good time with this match seven and a half out of ten great dynamite this week lots of great wrestling to talk about you got your great broman with adam cole and mjf great dynamite eight out of ten 
We'll go now to Rampage. They're still in Albany. We're starting off with the number one contenders. Tag Team Eliminator Battle Royale. Goodness gracious. Brother Zay caught by the giant Sing. He gets tossed out of the ring, but his leg gets caught in the rope right there. He's fine. It just, that could have been really, really ugly. We got the final two teams come down to Big Bill and Brian Cage versus Butcher and Blade. We got a nice powerbomb clothesline combo for the big men to take out Blade. Then a similar shittier looking version of that move is done to the Butcher and the Big Bill and Brian Cage pick up the victory right here. It was an alright Royale. Like I said, I am kind of a sucker for these things, but this one was a little bit sloppier than some of the ones they've put out recently. Uh, it was still pretty good, though. We got Commander going up against Kip Sapien now with uh, Penelope Ford. Sapien now has normal-looking hair. He was rocking some very bright, hot pink hair. Now it's, like, blonde. Looks good. I like it. Kip distracts the referee. Pel Penelope gouges Commander's eyes. We got a slingshot near fall right there. Commander nails a outrageous springboard destroyer. Like, oh my god, that thing was gorgeous. Then he walks the ropes, hits a shooting star press for the victory. That's a thumbs up. That springboard Canadian destroyer was spectacular. I love that. Good performance right here from both Kip and Commander. With some impressing... Uh, Kip has some impressive high flying himself. I kind of forgot that he does, uh, does have some good high flying abilities in his moveset. And yeah, he showed it off in this match. 7 at 10. We got Mike Bennett and Matt Taven versus a couple of locals. They hit a proton pack, and the Kingdom pick up the win. I remember the Kingdom. They were in, um, they were in Impact Wrestling for a bit there. They were doing their thing. They made a quick pit stop into WWE, and um, I guess now they're in AEW, so there's that. We have the main event now. It is Hikaru Shida versus Nyla Rose. I feel like these two have fought each other a lot of times, but it's generally always really good. Let's see how they do this time. Sheeta gets Rose up for a brain buster that's just out of control. Near fall right there. Sheeta counters a beast bomb, nails the katana kick for the victory. Familiar foes have yet another really good match, man. This was really good. Seven and a half out of ten, and that is the end of Rampage. Good Rampage, man. Kind of digging. Uh, lately, they've been starting off Rampage with battle royales. I don't. I didn't like. I don't like the battle royales as much as when they used to start off every Rampage with like. An awesome 10 to 15 minute John Moxley match, which was always a banger. But yeah, good, good rampage. Seven out of 10. And now we go to Collision. They were in Hartford, Connecticut this week. And we're starting off this show with a ladder match. You know, I'm excited about that one. It's Buddy Matthews with Julia Hart versus Andrade El Idolo for Andrade's mask. Buddy gets tossed hard into the ladder and he needs to go to the doctor to get his shoulder popped back into place. I don't know if that was for real or not, but it happened. Andrade jumps into a DDT onto the ladder. Uh, sounds cooler than it was. I mean, it was it was fine. Just didn't, it could have looked a lot better. Andrade calls Buddy to fight him up top on the, on, on top of a ladder. Goodness, I'm struggling. Just so Andrade can get him up there to do a sunset power bomb. Onto a ladder. I mean, Jesus Christ, this was a scary as hell spot. I mean, Buddy's head almost hit the ropes. Could have been ugly, but it wasn't uh, otherwise, other than the, the nasty fall and everything. But good shit. Thumbs up. Julia handcuffs Andrade to the ropes. That backfires pretty much immediately. El Idolo steals the key. 
gets out of the handcuffs and then cuffs Buddy to the ropes and now he is trapped. So we got Andrade is making his way up to the ladder. Julia Hart jumps onto his back and now Andrade's trying to climb up there. Buddy breaks free out of the handcuffs just in time to catch Julia who gets tossed off by Andrade. They go tumbling through a table. Goodness gracious, Andrade grabs his mask and wins the ladder match. I mean, wow. Kicking off with a ladder match, bro. I am I you I mean, I don't know if there's a better way to kick off a show for me than a ladder match and it was a hell of a ladder match, man. Uh, nasty bumps. I will admit that those handcuffs were virtually pointless. I don't really I don't think that really added a whole lot to it, but Julia Hart was pretty fun out there. I liked her climbing up on Andrade. That was good. Great ladder match, man. Can't go wrong. Eight at then. We got Darby Allen going up a against Minoru Suzuki, who just decided I'm going to be here. What a surprise. This is awesome. Darby Darby is so excited to see Suzuki. He dives at him and lands right on his head. Pops right back up. He's okay. He's okay. Darby coffin drop countered into a choke by Minoru. Darby rolls through pins and steals a win over the legend. Oh man, what a high octane match. I, I don't know, might have been like five minutes, but it was just balls to the wall. You got everything in there. In there. Darby cracking his head open, stiff chops, stiff bumps, entertaining match, man. Seven and a half at then. Then we got Christian. He appears on screen to tell Darby that he will never be a champion ever again. All right, thank you for that, Christian. We move on to Samoa Joe versus Gravity. Again, the wrestler, not the event, I guess. Gravity mocking Samoa Joe. That's never a good idea. Joe makes him pay using Gravity against Gravity, plus a muscle buster, for the W. Very nice. Then we got CM Punk. He comes out. He is interviewed by Tony Schiavone. Hartford is all about CM Punk, man. They're going nanners for CM Punk. So we're in CM Punk country, which is interesting because, like, Hartford? Really? That's like WWE's home base. Anyway, moving on. So CM Punk reveals what's in his big red bag. Well, it's the AEW championship that he never technically lost. He decides, I'm going to go NWO right here. He spray paints an X onto the championship. This summons Ricky Starks. He arrives, he claims that that championship is his because Ricky has beaten CM Punk Punk twice now. CM Punk wants to have a special guest referee for their upcoming match. And who's going to be the special guest referee, you may be asking? It's Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. Holy shit. I mean, unexpected, but very, very sweet. That's pretty damn cool. Uh, Good segment right here. Ricky was good, dropping some heat on CM Punk. I didn't. I can't remember what he said, but he said something. There was some sort of WWE jab in there that I really liked. Something about getting a partner from Hartford. Anyway, it was good. Good shit. Thumbs up for this right here. Speaking of right here, it is right around here where I, I couldn't finish off the rest of Collision. So this is up for debate at this moment. I will admit that Collision has been extremely, uh, been qu- kind of difficult for me to keep up with with this podcast it it, mostly because it comes out on Saturday night uh just really makes it difficult for me to get it all in there and recorded I I work on Sundays so um yeah it kind of kind of really makes it difficult so I watched as much of it as I can but I I couldn't catch the whole entire thing so I'm just going to kind of run down some cliff notes right here we have a match as the Bullet Club Gold versus Darius Martin, Action Andretti, and El Idolo. Del Vikingco, which is a very interesting tag team right there. Like, just a 
Very interesting. But anyway, the Bullet Club get the victory here, mostly kind of fluffing themselves up. Uh, they're starting up this new Bullet Club gold thing, so they got to try and build up some established wins right here. So they pick up a dub. We got Mercedes Martinez defeating Kira Hogan. And um, yeah, just apparently, like, even from what I read, this match was just kind of there. But yeah. The big main event was FTR going up against Adam Cole and MJF for the Tag Team Championships. So the big storyline behind this one is, is this bromance between MJF and Adam Cole, is it legit? Is is MJF going to turn his back on Adam Cole at some point, or are they actually just best friends? Well, they have a pretty damn awesome match, and I will go back and watch it, don't you worry. But uh, FTR pick up the W right here, they retain the championships, it looks like that MGF is going to clock Adam Cole in the back of the head with the championship, but instead throws down the championship, they hug it out, and it appears that everything is okay. So I think this is the right decision. You know, FTR, they are one of the hottest, if not the hottest tag team in the company right now. They're just nailing some incredible promos whenever they do a promo. Great matches, great storytelling, and they're very, very, very popular. And then you got MJF and Adam Cole. I really, really hope we keep doing the, uh, the the bromance thing. Let's keep that going. And keep teasing it. Like, keep teasing, like, oh, maybe they have a little spat this week and they're not talking with each other. And, and then they get it all back together. Anyway, I had a, I had a ton of fun with, uh, with the MJF and Adam Cole thing. No, it does, I don't think it's over just yet. I must say, though, that this, this collision, I feel like they're starting to find their stride a little bit here with collision. They like to kick off the show with um, kind of everybody who's going to be in a match or involved with the show. They cut a little promo, you know, 10, 15 second promo at the beginning, all back to backs. Like, okay, here's CM Punk. All right, hey guys, I'm CM Punk. I'm going to be doing this tonight, blah, blah, blah. Bam, goes over to Ricky Stocks. Hey guys, I'm Ricky Stocks. I'm going to be doing this shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so that's kind of the thing at this point with the shows that's kind of making it different. And then obviously it's the CM Punk show. They, they gave CM Punk his own show. He's always the vocal point of the show whenever he comes out. It's a big deal, big promo. He's almost like Cody Rhodes right now in in the WWE. I mean, not as popular, I would say, but Cody Rhodes can, you know, he doesn't always have to come out and wrestle. He could just come out and talk, and that's a big moment for the show. We're just having him come out and say words, and uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's starting to come along. I know that um, ratings and... Uh, what do you call it? Uh, ticket sales haven't been the strongest for Collision, but honestly, I think they might be biting off a little bit more than they can chew. I think maybe they put um, more hopes into what CM Punk was going to be able to draw by himself. And uh, I don't know. We'll still see. I thought this was quite an enjoyable Collision. I wish I could have finished it because it started off quite strong with that ladder match. You had a good Darby Allen match after that. I was liking it, man. CM Punk with a pretty good promo right there with the championship. I like this collision. From what I saw of it, I would be scoring it in and around 7 to 8. Somewhere in and around there, if I got to watch that FTR match, which looked like it was going to be a banger. I just I do not have the time to uh, to get it all in with the pay-per-views. And it's summertime, you know, I got friends coming down to visit. And you got family members and shit like that. So it's a little difficult. But uh, let me know if people are, if you want me to keep trying to do Collision. If, I, if I'm going to be continuing on with Collision, then... It's just going to make the, the the recap a little bit more sketchy and like inconsistent, like like this. Like some weeks I just won't be able to get all the wrestling in. I won't be able to finish it. 
uh, prior to Collision, like I had no problem getting in the the, the five prior shows. It's, and I would even, be, if it was only Collision was on on Fridays or something, or earlier on Saturday, it drops like 10 p.m. on Saturday night, and then I got to watch it, and then edit everything, and then record it. It's just, it's a lot, so... Uh, and it's a two-hour show. It's not like an hour. If it was an hour like Rampage or something, it'd be no problem. But it's a lot. There is a lot. So um, just let me know if you want it to be more consistent. It would be without collision. If you don't care and you just want the whole wrestling recap of the week, then, you know, uh, podcast episodes may be dropping like Mondays sometimes. They may drop. Uh, I'm trying to be consistent with Sundays, but they may end up falling on Mondays, maybe later. But again, you can always keep up with uh, all that stuff on Twitter and everything, even though now it's an X. I don't know what the fuck is going on with Twitter. Anyway, uh, an enjoyable collision. So let's finish it off. Let's go to the three stars of the week. And let's do some shout outs. There was a lot of pretty damn good wrestling this week. Lots of seven and a half out of tens. So let's shout out some of the seven and a half out of tens, eh? We got Rhea Ripley versus Valkyria on NXT. I mean, Rhea Ripley absolutely on fire right now. Pulling double duty as the champion. She's on the main roster. She's on NXT. She's excellent on both. And uh, I thought she had a really good match with Valkyria. Probably, it might be Valkyria's best match. She's been a little hot and cold with me. Lately, she's been getting a little bit more consistent. And I would say one of her best matches right here with Rhea Ripley. Really good match. Check that one out. You got Hikaru Shida versus... Nyla Rose, if you happen to miss the prior 48 matches that they had against each other, they're all good. All good matches, nothing wrong with it, it's just they fight each other a lot. Uh, check this one out, because this was just another chapter in the Rose versus Sheeta book, and it was just another good match. And the Darby versus Minoru Suzuki match on Collision, that was just a lot of fun. I had no idea that Suzuki was going to show up. Looked like Darby didn't, and I just love that Darby was so excited that he, he jumped at him and fell right on his face. So that was a lot of fun. And now for let's do the official three stars. That's enough for shout-outs. Let's start off with the third star. Goes to Orange Cassidy versus AR Fox on Dynamite for the championship forget what all atlantic championship i mean goddamn i just orange Cassidy, so good so entertaining so funny also a phenomenal wrestler and then you got ar fox one of the more underrated under the radar members of aew fantastic match great performance from both guys very enjoyable match and a bit of a swerve at the end of that match as well for ar fox good match and then second star this week goes to it is the ladder match andrade versus buddy matthews collision ladder match i mean it's a ladder match man you can't go wrong um i'm a little bit surprised that i I thought another match was better than it but come to think of it i mean yeah maybe anyway ladder match can't go wrong nasty bumps in that match for for both men i mean oh my goodness makes me think that darby was in this match because the bumps were so darby like but goddamn nasty ladder match first star is going to it's going to Swerve Strickland versus Darby Allen on Dynamite. Blown away by this match. I mean, Darby Allen, such a fantastic seller. And Swerve, man, even though I don't like him, I hate his gimmick. I can't deny the dude is fucking amazing at wrestling. He's so good in the ring. Very, very talented. And I love the chemistry between the two. They're both very, very, very fast and just vicious. And they can sell their souls. It's great. Great match. Good enough for the first star. 
from me this week, and that is the show, everybody. So we have the Great American Bash coming up uh, today. I should be able to have a review put out for that sometime this week once I get to uh, watching that pay-per-view, of course. So uh, be on the lookout for that. That should be good. And in terms of the GamerCast this week, I'm going to be reviewing Pyre, uh, one of the super giant games, so you can be on the lookout for that. More than likely, I'm going to be dropping that. Uh, I, I think I'm going to be doing it Tuesday. I'll just stick with Tuesday. The Great American Bash would just be a bonus episode for this week. It'll drop when it drops. And the HockeyCast, I'm thinking I'm going to be... We'll see. We'll see. As of right now, I don't think... I don't really have uh, anything too big on the docket. I'm supposed to be going to Niagara with my buddy Kyle, who's in town from Calgary, on Wednesday. So I won't be here. So we'll see how it goes. I'll just be working on shit throughout the weekend. If I have the time to put out a HockeyCast episode, I will do just that. If I can't... I will let you know. So there is that, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. You are awesome. Hopefully you are enjoying yourselves a lovely weekend. It was, for the most part, a pretty nice weekend here. A little bit of rain, but it was it was sunny in the right time. So I'll take it for what it is. So again, everybody, thank you so much for listening. You can follow along on Twitter. You can check out the YouTube channel. All the links are down there below. Email address if you want to send in any questions related to wrestling, hockey, or video games. Be my guest. I highly encourage that. Get involved with the show. Send in your questions. We'll answer them live on the podcast and all that great stuff. Become best best friends and all that stuff. Yes. So, thank you again so much, everybody. We'll be back again with some more GX Plus Cast. Plus Cast.